Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. The views and opinions of this show are directly those of the hosts and its guests. It does not reflect the opinions of its affiliates or its sponsors. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens... When the mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view, <laughs> something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we are coming at you from Lexington, Kentucky. We are here together to enjoy the festivities of none other than Scarefest. And this is Scarefest 13, The Resurrection. We decided what better year to go back than number 13. And Resurrection, I mean kind of goes along the lines of your faith man yeah i'm not sure that's quite what scarefest <laughs> is going for <laughs> so we've been having a pretty good time um <clears throat> i think eric and i are both realizing we're not as young as we used to be indeed <laughs> um but we did get to meet uh bruce campbell which was kind of cool it was um and we got his autograph uh, we did <clears throat> Funny thing is, we got to Scarefest at 10 o'clock. He wasn't going to be there signing until 1. And so we went to lunch and still got in line in time. So we weren't sitting there for five hours waiting on getting an autograph from Bruce Campbell. And thank goodness, because that line got long really fast after a short time there. Uh, We did, of course, have line skips, but we were embarrassed to use them because we didn't want to look at the jackasses that were cutting everybody. Uh, so yeah, but there were others that did. Yeah. And guess what? They were jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel that if it, I mean this, the line jumps are cool. Um, at like a, at an amusement park, but if you're standing in line to get an autograph from, for somebody, I feel the people that have been standing there for hours on end just to get a, uh, an autograph should be the ones that are first right and i completely agree unless we got there late in which case we probably would have felt we differently would have, we would have used it <laughs> easy no question about it but we didn't so that's okay no. yeah so uh we saw bruce campbell there's several other uh big names here um ted ramey was another one ted ramey yep he was um there. we've got uh i believe it's bill mosley from uh house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects and uh, i think it's three from hell um but uh just walking around what's been some of your favorite stuff so far um i mean i there's a lot of art there this year uh i think there's more art than there is anything else really because in the past when we've gone now mind you this is only our third year going uh and that's the third year over a course of you know nearly 
oh goodness, 13 years, something like that. Maybe more yep, than that. We right? went in 2009. So uh, we went in 2015. Yep. And now 2021. And uh, this time around, I think that there's been a lot of art, a lot of authors uh, that have been there. And I really, I think some of the art was really cool. Now, now the art in this case is pretty gory art. Right. Uh, you know, I think one of my favorite things actually was once again to see the stuffed animals ripping their faces off to bloody skeletons underneath. That's always cool and creepy. Uh, but also just visiting, I, I think the best part really for us was just visiting some of the booths, uh, especially those who are uh, uh, salesmen, saleswomen of stones, various mm-hmm. stones, crystals. Uh, gemstones and crystals, uh, talking to them uh, about their belief in that and uh, just seeing the various types that they had and the designs that they can come up with, you know, cutting them, you know. I, I think in the paranormal community, you think a lot of people think you have to have the crystal as it's, uh, as it is, as it comes from the ground, or as it's cut into, you know, cubes, or uh, what would you call it, like obelisks and things like that. Right. Uh, but a lot of these stones are also carved into various uh, sculptures, dragons mm. and and wolves and you know birds, things like that. Uh, and those can be used as well when you're looking to uh, release negative energy, get rid of it, um, you know, things like that. But yeah, you know, I I think those are really the fun things to look at. It's just all the different art, really, that goes into some of these people's uh, booths and, and what they do. Right, right. Well, the one guy that I really liked was um, an author. Um, we're going to get him on the show uh, who wrote about uh, different, it, it's fictional, but different um, lesser known creatures I believe it's through Appalachia, right? Right. Yep. Um, so I thought that was really interesting just because all three or four of his books were um, collections of stories um, that he's done. But two of them were very uh, in-depth with with the lore of the South. Um, so I... I had to get his book. Um, you speaking of it just reminded me that I had uh, his bookmark in my pocket and I didn't want to bend that up too bad. So uh, his name is... Um, I don't know if it's on there. Tony Evans. Um, <clears throat> so definitely check him out. Uh, if, if, you've, if, you, if you like horror, uh, definitely a good place to go. Um, we did walk around a little bit um, and do some interviews. We're going to play those in just a few minutes here. But uh, I, I do have to say that one of my favorite things coming back to Kentucky has been the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to throw a name out there. Uh, they are not a sponsor of the show, uh, but we've been there three times so far. Um, Agave in, and Rye. In two days. In two days. <laughs> Agave and Rye, Epic Tacos. Um, by far, probably one of the best tacos I've ever had. Oh, for sure, no question about it. Um, they they kind of throw in a a southern flair to the taco, um, which is now that I think about it, though that you mentioned that, I mean, southern flair, because I mean tacos, <laughs> I mean American southern flair. Got it. Got it. <laughs> 
just making just double checking that wanted to make sure because <laughs> you know mexico's pretty far yeah you're not wrong it is south <laughs> but it's south. south of the border so we're going north of the border got here. it okay okay um but uh they do like um what i got was uh fried cauliflower in in my taco um and then uh, i also got what's called the greek goddess which had um um falafel and stuff like that in it so it was really really good um eric's got three other types of tacos yeah since you've went um the the cauliflower one i got twice and the greek goddess i got uh this last time we went so um what else eric what what have we seen here at scarefest 13 uh, I mean, you know, plenty of people doing their cosplay or just doing mm-hmm. regular costumes, you know, which is some of them have been really good. Yeah. Some of them not so much, but, you know, some of yeah. them are really good. Um, we saw a Killer Clown from Outer Space. Which is one of my favorites because that's a really good classic that a lot of people, unfortunately, have never seen. Right. For some reason. You should see it if you haven't. Several Ash because of Bruce. <clears throat> Several. That's an understatement. Um, Everybody was Ash. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Ash and a lot of Plague Doctors, which I also chose to, to be a Plague Doctor this year. So I think that's going to be the theme uh, costume this year. For which would make sense considering we're right. now two years into right. COVID. <laughs> right. and yeah. So everyone's going to be a Plague Doctor, protect themselves from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then other than that, you know, you, we, we had our Beetlejuices and, you know, Things like that. We had one Sam and Dean. Oh, I didn't get. I didn't yeah. even see Sam and Dean. Yeah, it was a couple. Okay. Um, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. That was actually I, really good. That, it was a. It was a um, gender bender Pyramid Head because it was a, a woman. Um, and yeah, I think she did really well because the the head I believe is man made because you look underneath and it looks like it's made out of cardboard, but. Everything built on top of it is amazingly well done. Oh, for sure. Um, gosh, we've seen several Chuckies from Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A- actually, I think <laughs> there was there was one that you actually thought was Chucky. Yeah, a little child <laughs> in a stroller, or no, she was walking around. She was walking around. She? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a little. I, I was like, "Geez." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, interestingly enough, being in the paranormal, I've seen some scary-ass stuff in the paranormal, but a, a live Chucky doll running around Scarefest scares the crap yeah. out of me. <laughs> well, that's horrifying. We all grew up scared of that little right. doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've, we've made our rounds a couple of times. Um, I do agree with Eric. The the artwork and um, the vendors are are by far the the best things about Scarefest this year. Um, we've got the big names in paranormal, you know, Nick Groff, uh, Steve Gonzalez, um, uh, Dave Tango, Dave Tango. Uh, who's Ashley Williams? Wait, what? From from Ghost Cat uh, Cat Williams? Yeah. Um. There's other paranormal people here, but it's Aaron Ratter. 
Oh yeah, you know she okay, has another yeah. one. Did yeah. you see it on like Destination Destination Truth? I don't think we've really had a chance to visit with any of them. Um, Eric and I did make a point to say, you know, we've done the paranormal scene long enough and these conventions long enough that we don't get as excited about the paranormal. No, it's kind of like just seeing old friends as well. Like, <laughs> oh, there, there they are. Right. Okay, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> don't need to talk to them today. Snub the guys. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to go to our first um interview that we did uh is eric kent um he him and his friend do a comic book called junior high horrors so we're gonna go to that clip right now all right folks we're here at scarefest 13 right (laughs) resurrection and we're (laughs) <laughs> and we're uh, we're going around interviewing a couple of people that we're going to have on on a future date uh, for a full episode. But um, <clears throat> we're just kind of walking around, having a good time, and uh, we're going to be talking to the artist for Junior High Horrors. Give us a, your name one more time. Eric Kent. So, Eric Kent, what brought you to Scarefest this year? Um, this is the first time that Rob and I, the creator, have got to sign together because he lives in North Carolina, and I'm local. I live in Louisville. Okay. So, it gave us a chance to sign some books together. Okay. Yeah, Eric and I, I live in North Dakota. He lives in Ohio. So, we, we completely get it. <laughs> so, what inspired you guys to do the Junior High Horrors? Rob had come up with the idea of doing all the monster characters that we grew up with as middle schoolers, where they're the freaks and outcasts and the ones that get bullied, and see how they make it through their days. And that way it puts it for your younger ages to read, but there's stuff in there that the adults can appreciate too. Okay. Do you have any questions? No. No? All right. Well, thank you so much for being on with us, and we're looking forward to having you on for a future episode. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that was Eric Kent. Uh, he is the artist of Junior High Horrors. Um, really nice guy. Uh, I had gotten the writer to sign the copy of the uh, the comic book that I got, and... I didn't have it with me when we went to the table again, so I felt kind of bad not getting Eric's uh, signature. But what what do you think of uh, Junior High Horrors? I, I mean, I think it's a really fun concept. Uh, the you know, as as he said, you know, the idea behind it being that we take all they took all of our like the horror guys that we walked uh, grew up with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Jason and Michael and all of them. And kind of put them in high school, make them look like the freaks that everyone's picking on. I think that's right. a really cool idea. Uh, but allowing those of us who grew up with them to still see little uh, indications of what we know and would understand that kids maybe wouldn't, you know, those little, little cool little uh, Easter eggs, I guess. Right. Um, and it goes beyond that. Like even on the back of this one cover uh, of the comic that you have, uh, it says Fortnite instead of Fortnite. So it's a right. Fortnite ad. Uh, it's really funny, you know. It's, it's just a really cute little thing, 
And I think that's one thing that's really cool because last time we were out here too, there was also a comic book artist mm-hmm. uh, who we also interviewed. Oh, and that was back in 2015. And it, it's like, I can't say every year there's one because, you know, obviously it's been six years since right. the last one we were here at. But every time we have come. Right. Because uh, I'm know, sure that in 2009 there was one. I don't think we really caught. Right. But we also, back in 2009, we, we were just literally just got into Night Stalkers Radio. We had right. just started it. And this was like, oh, this looks fun. Let's go do this. And we had right. a blast. But we didn't go around talking to people or uh, trying to do interviews or anything like that. You know, We were with Parax at that point, too. Or just with Parax at That's that true. point. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they had a booth there. We were trying to... Uh, I won't say brown nose, but we were trying to get to know these guys a little bit better. So we really didn't get to enjoy it as much as we have the past two years that we've come after that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it was still enjoyable. You mean in 2009? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was, but we didn't take it in as much. We didn't take it in as we do now. Like now when we go, it's. Not just enjoying the festivities, which, I mean, you know, Justin and I were not really big into very big festive things. Like tonight, right. for example, we went to the after party or whatever, the, the costume ball, and we had a drink and left. I said, peace. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> you know, it's like we had our, 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 our girls with us. They probably would have made the best of it for us. But right. me and Justin alone just stand in the corner like, mm, no, too many people. Keep my mask on. I don't want to COVID crap. Get out of here. Um, well, when you and I go to a bar, we sit in our corner to ourselves and yeah. just talk to each other. Yeah. Which is why we decided to come home and pour some whiskey and sit down and do the radio show. Right. <laughs> do a podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think uh, it, that first year we were so overwhelmed with everything. It was just like, it's cool. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Right. You know? Uh, and now we're much more focused on what we want to see. We're, we're still uh, taking in our surroundings, looking at things, but we're also looking at potential guests, uh, people who want to be on a show uh, for us or with us, uh, maybe people who want to sponsor or who we can just connect with and uh, you know share their product and vice versa. They can share ours. Uh, in fact, that's one thing that was really cool talking to a woman tonight. Uh, who just started her own business. I think we have her name. We'll, Justin will get it in just a moment here. Um, but she just started a business 10 months ago in which she's uh, had vendors shipping her various stones that she then resells off of Facebook. And these are, you know, gemstones, uh, crystals, things like that that you would use uh, either in various rituals or maybe you, you just want the look of something. You know, they, These were sculptures, some of them. Uh, her name was Patricia James, and her company is Jeweled Phoenix, the F- Jeweled Phoenix. Uh, and it, there's really beautiful stuff. In fact, there was one that was really cool. Uh, I can't think of the, what stone it was, but it was a purple stone, and it was carved into a werewolf. And you guys know how I am with werewolves and wolves it was in general. A little bit darker than an amethyst, though, right? Yeah, but no, yeah, but I think it was an amethyst. Okay, I think it was. Um, and I was oh, geez, so close to getting it. And I looked at the price and I like, oh, I already spent too much money today. Right. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But hopefully I can stay off that path. <laughs> Just don't look at it. Um, As we walk by it several times. Right, right. 
circle. Eventually, she'll be like, you guys walk past you like four times today. <laughs> I know. It's very rare that you find a werewolf carved out yeah. of the night. <laughs> it um, is interesting nonetheless, though, because usually when you are when you see things uh, carved in out of uh, crystals, it's usually a skull. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the most common thing is a skull for some reason. Well, because of the... The crystal the skulls. crystal skulls, right. Um, and we had uh, uh, Josh Shapiro on uh, years ago. If you guys ha- haven't checked that episode out, check that out about the crystal you, skulls. It's crazy to me to think that we've been around long enough to know when crystal skulls first became mainstream. A like a big thing. Right. Like, well, that's yeah, because they were, they were around in the 70s and stuff. Sure. We had never heard about it Um but it wasn't kind until, of prior to that. Right. But it wasn't until right around 2009 that they started making a comeback. And that was um, because of 2012. And, and that the was because of 2012. Mayan calendar. Right. And so in 2009, I remember you and I went down to North Carolina. We had already known about these crystal skulls. But in right. 2009, we went down to North Carolina for a convention. And there, they were, I don't know if they were selling, but they were at least showing some crystal skulls, legit crystal skulls. They were uh, smel- selling smaller ones uh, made out of other other crystals. Yeah, I, and I think know, they had ones that were like the ones that are in museums and stuff. Right. And, you know, and they were, of course, at the time claiming that you can look into the eyes of this crystal skull and you can uh, predict things or see the future, Commun- see yeah, various, communicate, communicate with, with spirits or right. otherwise. Uh, it, it's just crazy to me to think like back then it was so uh, unknown or ununderstood uh, as to what these crystal skulls were. And then between 2009 and 2012, of course, that picked up. And now here we are with skulls everywhere that are crystal or some sort of crystal. They're not even, you know, what is it? Probably selenite or something similar quartz uh, that these crystal skulls have been made out of early on. The, the bigger ones that yeah. are from the Maya. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really sure research them. Um, I don't even remember if when we had Josh on, I had asked him what the original ones are. I shouldn't say the ri- original ones because uh, so apparently this was a common thing back in the Mayan culture right. to make skulls out of them. You know, you know, the, the Mayan skulls was so nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and... We could probably do an episode on this, but there's a lot of people that are talking about how we're we're living in a different reality or a simulated reality now because 2012 actually did happen, and the world's we, gone. We just don't remember it happening because we're in a different reality or we're in a simulated reality, trying to let the Earth well, recover. Let, let's rephrase this because 2012 did happen. Right. <laughs> Just exactly what the outcome was going to be in 2012. Right. We don't know that. Really the happened. prediction, Mayan prediction of the Earth ending. There we go. Um, but everybody always wants to get on this fixated thing. And I promise, guys, this is not going to be the entire episode. But uh, everybody always wants to get on this kick of the world ending. Mm-hmm. And every prediction, we're still here. But... The world may end as we know it prior or, you know, after that that year because a certain thing shifts or changes where things are a little bit different. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, actually, it's it's kind of weird that you mentioned that because for some reason, I just, 
There's this comic that I read on Facebook that, that I follow them. That's called Pixie and Brutus. Uh, and they're basically a dog, a, a German shepherd that was a war dog okay. uh, who basically has to take on a little kitten who comes into the family. And they're these two complete opposites. But the war dog does everything he can to protect the kitten and make her feel you know, bigger than she is. You know, let her experience life in the most grandest way possible. That's not what I'm referring to, that particular comic. But in this group, uh, Pixie and Brutus, there was there are other comics that like people can just post randomly that they okay. make. You know, they're they're independents, independent comics. And one of them that I actually read today uh, was just four four blocks, and it was a dinosaur, a T Rex, sitting next to a turtle. And the T Rex turned to the turtle and said, uh, "Protect this." earth you know just protect it and there i think there was a meteorite in the background or something uh and the very next block was like people standing there and the turtle was there and the people were chopping down trees and the next one was like people littering or something and the turtle was still there and the turtle was trying to say stop don't and at the end the turtle was sitting on the same cliff that him and the dinosaur were sitting at but everything was just smoking and gone and uh you know it, it just reminds me that at one point, dinosaurs existed, right, and that world ended. The Earth didn't, but that world did, right. and the new world began. And so, yeah, you know, I, I think it's really a weird concept to consider that, but you know, time changes. You know, right. things change, and that's the end of one world and the beginning of another. All right, so we're gonna go to the next guest that we interviewed. Uh, his name is Matt Sorge. Um, I do have to correct myself because he corrects me several times in the uh, interview, <laughs> but uh, I say SPS Paranormal, um, but it's SRS Paranormal. Uh, we'll go ahead and play that clip for you right now. All right, and then what's your name? Matt Sorge. Matt. All right, guys, we're here with Matt Sorge. Uh, are you the leader of the... Yep. SRS Paranormal? Yep. I'm founder of SRS Paranormal. Okay. So they actually uh, did a film about the Stone Mansion, and I believe... Randolph County Asylum. Oh, uh, the Asylum. Okay. And that's it here in Kentucky, or is that... That's actually in Winchester, Indiana. Okay. Um, so why did you guys do the film? Yeah, so the story of uh, the haunting of Randolph County Asylum is one of those asylums that is still pretty much like it would have been when it closed. It actually operated all the way up until 2006, but it just dates back to 1851. And it's reminiscent of a time in our country when we would place people in places like that in every county and every city across the country if they just didn't fit society's norms. So we decided to do the film to tell the true story of the haunting that was there. We did cutting edge experiments with J.W. Braither of ITC Devices, where we actually wired the entire 58,000 square foot for real-time spirit communication, EVP sessions, um, you know, live uh, spirit box sessions, where we could hear everything that was happening in the building at any given time. We also conducted seances where we were actually putting that energy into 58,000 square feet. Uh, and we get into the history and the details of the people that actually lived and died there. With over 200 documented deaths, it is one of America's truly most haunted locations. Wow. And that book goes into details. It's available on Amazon right now. And the film will be coming out called The Field of Fears, The Haunting of Randolph County Asylum. It should be released this winter. It's in post-production right now. Cool. Any questions? 
how long have you guys been working now? Yeah. So, um, I've been in paranormal research for about 15 years. Um, I was a complete skeptic, had an experience that changed my life, and I began my journey in paranormal. That led from curiosity to a passion, which grew into forming a team. And now we literally travel all over the country investigating some of America's most infamous hauntings, uh, as well as doing projects like, like those, documentary-style projects, filming other projects, and uh, we also do you know residential cases. And we do public events throughout the year. We have several places that are exclusively ours in East Tennessee, uh, and we do, you know, public investigations all throughout the year. We bring people in, we teach them a little about paranormal, and then we go out and conduct an investigation. And we're also based out of the uh, Nickerson Steen House, which is a famous haunted location in Glade Spring, Virginia. That is awesome. All right, well, thank you for being on with us, and we look forward to having you on for a full episode. Look forward to it. Thank, thank you. you. So, considering SRS Paranormal, um, it was a little confusing. I, I could see why you got confused at the beginning there because he did say one thing and pointed and we looked over. I didn't even see. Right. Like, I know he said asylum, but in my mind, I didn't see asylum. I just saw like the four other ones. Right. And asylum. Because people kind of, were blocking some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, blocking the side. it. And it was also angled towards us. So you had to kind of like look off to the left to see it. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. I tried. I, just, I chuckled to myself during that interview. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I chuckled on the interview because I'm like, I am completely messing up this interview. Yeah. Like, the, the, thinking this guy don't want to be on our show. Why would he? What, what is happening here? What? He's Why probably, do you think for the last interview I had you kick it off? <laughs> He's probably like, they're they're podcasters. <laughs> they must be new. <laughs> you would think that, but no, they were just dumbasses. <laughs> I I feel that way sometimes doing the the uh, topics cool. that we do. Well, don't obviously we do, but you know what? It, it's also like when we do pre-recorded shows, we have a whole week to consider uh, the people we're talking with and what we're talking about. Yeah. And when we're on the spot, like we were at Scarefest, um, it's just all on a whim, and you get confused. There's so much happening, and it's like, yeah, you're right there with them talking, but at the same time, you got these people talking behind us and to the left of us, and it's just so much noise. And so much going on that it's it's sometimes hard to to even think. Um, and I know like these interviews, yes, they're important to us, but we also wanted you guys to kind of get an idea of the type of people that are coming to these conventions, especially those who are who have their booths there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think getting these little interviews gives us a bit of a connection with these people, so that when we reach out later to have them on the show there's already that established connection there right. um so apologies to srs for that whole mix up at the beginning there <laughs> it happens it's called live yeah live entertainment <laughs> right <laughs> that's the business it happens you move on the show must go on and it did yeah. uh but yeah but nice guy um <clears throat> they did a a uh documentary on the asylum that they did a investigation on uh they have a book and then they're coming out with a, a dvd um or, or digital i'm not sure which i didn't ask that part um but uh several paranormal investigation teams there this year outside of the the uh celebrities right um <clears throat> One thing that uh, we had talked about before we came to Scarefest uh, was 
speaking of investigations, uh, going to investigate the Popelik monster or the goat man. Mm. Um, we're going to go through the evidence. We did go. Uh, we were super excited to be... Th- this was our first cryptid investigation. Um, we were a, list- a little disappointed, and we'll talk about that on, on the episode, or maybe we'll just leave it for the documentary, and you guys are just going to have to wait for the documentary. Um <clears throat> But uh, didn't get to see the goat man, right? A- at all, <laughs> right? No, that's just frustrating, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but but we did do investigation. Investigation. We we did some EVP work. We did a portal session. Um, sh- got some shots. Uh, most interesting part about this is it is an active railroad. Um, and people have died because it is an active railroad and people still want to risk their lives to either try and find the goat man. Supposedly the goat man's calling them up onto the trestle. Uh, I'm glad I actually remembered it right. Yeah. When we're recording. Um, Always when it counts. <laughs> but uh if if you're gonna risk being there at night, if that's when this thing is supposedly coming out, don't go to public road and go up onto the tracks. Uh, it is not worth your life to try and investigate who's calling your name up on the railroad tracks. Right. Well, and, and for those of you who don't know that what the trestle is exactly, it, it's a trestle bridge. Right. Uh, so this is a a very narrow bit bridge that's only wide enough for the train. Yeah, uh, which is why people have died. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, most of us think, oh, they're on the tracks. Just get off the track when the train is coming. Uh, but not so much the case here because I, I don't know the exact distance uh, length of this thing. I think it's uh, I forget. I, I just read it the uh, the other day. Uh, I want to say it's around 800 feet, maybe longer than that. Um, a good enough distance that you couldn't outrun a train. Right. And it's a 90 foot drop. So, you know, it's, there's, there's only one you're either going to try to outrun it and get hit by the train. Or unfortunately, as has happened in the past, people have jumped from the bridge, hoping not to get hit by the train and end up dying after landing 90 feet, you know, and it's really horrible. Um, Now, whether or not there's any connection between the deaths and the goat man, it's been, considered people obviously believe it and have placed that in the legend we don't really know the truth behind it um apparently the goat man has some sort of uh psychic ability to lure people up onto that bridge um and i'll have to admit there was a little temptation to do it (laughs) ourselves but you know we're smart and not we we are law abiding citizens, I'd say for the most part. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't go, uh, but yeah, you know, it's. I'll tell you what. One thing that I that I will put out there though, is the whole time there was no feeling there whatsoever, uh, spiritual or otherwise, right. no energy. Um, but I was down in the river, uh, looking up, actually filming up at the the uh, the bridge, ninety feet above us, and a train happened to come by. And as it was crossing, the sound that it made, uh, that along the lines, that along with the thought of someone falling and laying there, right. dying, like it was the most horrifying thing.
thing that I've heard and witnessed probably in almost all of our career in the paranormal field. Right. Um, minus personal experiences, you know, before radio. Right. But it's, it was just, it was, I, couldn't, I can't even put it into words. I remember, you know, and like I walked up afterwards. I, I filmed the, most of the train, walked up on uh, the street afterwards, getting on the river, and I told Justin, like, that was the most horrifying thing that I just, we just yeah. witnessed. Like, that was messed up. It's haunting. It's very, that's, that's what it was. That's way. what, I, yeah, it's the most haunting thing. I, uh, I can't even put it in the words. Like, in the documentary, if, if, when we get the documentary out, or if we do a episode, we will play that clip of the train, and you'll hear the sounds coming off of it as it crosses, and it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So last clip uh, is of BJ Hodges from the Bluegrass Ghost Chasers. Uh, you've heard BJ Hodges on the show before. Uh, we interviewed we interviewed her before we went to Scarefest. Um, the last time, uh, then we had met with her when we came to Scarefest in 2015. So we did a little mini interview. So check both of those episodes out because. Uh, we love BJ Hodges. She's a great guest and uh, always very friendly whenever we talk to her. Um, but uh, here is BJ Hodges. He does it because he's just my helper up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have you start us off. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back at Scarefest 13 again. We are here at yet another booth uh, to just have a good discussion, talking to people around uh, the place, and uh, here we are. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to BJ Hodges from the Bluegrass Ghost Chasers. Uh, you guys have heard her on our show before. So how's Sierra Fest been treating you this year? Really good. This is my first time back in a long time, and they've been very welcoming to me, making sure everything that I need is being taken care of. So it's been six years for us. Has it been that long for you? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to say yes. <laughs> so, um... Have you guys been doing a lot of investigations lately? Uh, the private home investigations have uh, picked up, and it does with this time of year a lot. For the mere fact is, um, you know, when you sit at home by yourself and watch a horror movie, you're no longer alone anymore. Every little crack <laughs> and pop, there's somebody there with you, and it's probably a serial killer or something. But, uh, yeah, that, and that's mainly what it is. People, just their imaginations run wild this time of year, yeah. Did COVID have a kind of a, a uh, impact on that as well, where people were at home all the time and all that? Yes, yes. Um, now, with my team members, I pretty much let them, you know, told them a gone break because I wasn't going to expect them to go out. Right. I mean, I was, you know, I went out. Um, the vice president, Larry, he constantly, he went out, but it was on his own choice to wear the mask and everything. So, but we took care of the ones that did come in and need us. Um, but the rest of them, I told them just, just stay home. Just, you know, don't worry about it. I, you know, I wouldn't want to put them in that, in that. I wouldn't want to put them in that position that, that stuff could happen. Right. Yeah. Well, in terms of uh, the investigations you have been doing, what's the percentage like in terms of those that have been legit hauntings compared to just out of a hundred, hundred percent, twenty. The rest of them can be explained, and it's usually something simple: wiring that needs to be fixed. Uh, they've stored chemicals or something around the their heater. 
Yes, I know. That I, that right there, because I'm like, oh my yeah. God, what's wrong with these people? It's bad enough that it's going to let, you know, fumes, you know, anything's just a little bit yeah. off, you know, you're going to smell. But if it, the heater gets hot and it's sitting next to some turpentine, come on, man. <laughs> we had one that, uh, oh, they were hearing all kinds of stuff and they had it. Yeah, they had a nest of squirrels up there. Yeah. That'll do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's happened. Uh, my sister thought there was something in the attic once, and it was just raccoons scratching at the, the ceiling. Yeah. But, you know, people's imaginations, they get they run wild. It's the first thing you think, ghost. It's got to yeah. be something. Yeah. Like I said, this time of year, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, BG. Well, thank you for being on with us yet again. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. Again, that was BJ Hodges from... The Bluegrass Ghost Chasers, uh, great gal, great guest. Um, I don't know what what's some of your thoughts from talking to BJ. Um, you know, I, I think it was really it was really intriguing. Like just just knowing how um, what do you call it? The residential uh, hauntings had picked Investigations, up, especially yeah. during. Uh, COVID and how many of those uh, were actual hauntings. You know, as she said, out of a hundred, out of a hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, only twenty percent of those are actual hauntings. That she would declare actual hauntings, right? You know, so the other eighty percent were just, you know, people who were just getting in their own head, believing things that weren't really there, or you know, thinking things, seeing things, whatever. It was all in their mind. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize, uh, especially as new paranormal investigators, that's majority of everything that we do. You know, when, when you go on an investigation, probably around 10 to 20 percent uh, is an actual hunting out of 100. You right. know, so if you're doing 100 investigations, maybe 20 of those, you get actual paranormal evidence as to everything else is just no. Um, it, it's not... I think it's always thrilling. It's always thrilling to do an investigation, but it's not always, um, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word. It's, it's just, it doesn't always, you know, it just, it just doesn't always. It work. can be dull. Yeah, it can be dull. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that she had kind of voiced that in a, what was happening in some of these investigations that caused people to think that there was a haunting there. Uh, she had brought up chemicals near a furnace, mm-hmm. which I don't even, I can't even put into words how I do not understand how people would not think that that's okay. Right. You know, not okay. Right. I mean, and not just for their own, uh, I mean, I guess no matter what, for their own health or safety, safety or whatever. I yeah. mean, depending on the chemical, it heats up. There, there's usually chemical reactions and explosions that can happen with when they meet heat. You know, right? Not to mention, like she had mentioned, fumes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, <clears throat> all right, folks, we're gonna go to our break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio on KillerPodcast.com. Uh, via Evergreen. We will be right back right after this.
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, in case you forgot, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we've been talking about everything. Scarefest 13. That is Scarefest 2021 Resurrection. Uh, And it's been a really interesting time here in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, You know, it's really funny because when we came in on Friday, we were psyched. We were excited. We were ready to go. We got on the floor. You know, we got our badges, our bags, and we're like, oh. <laughs> you, this is this, this, the same one from six years ago. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, which is, it was kind of weird, right? The, the vibe mean, was. Really, technically, it's not the same as from six years ago because we didn't have COVID That's true. running around That's true. six years ago. Uh, but yeah, we've talked to a couple of vendors on the floor, uh, even the, the t-shirt people that, uh, did the t-shirts for the, the event. Um, and they're like, yeah, the, the energy on Friday was just not yeah normal. Just wasn't normal. You know, the, it, it was really low. Um, didn't seem right. Didn't feel like a scare fest. Saturday was much better. Uh, it was much busier, right. which, you know, I guess you get what you wish for because then we're like, oh, I wish it was Friday this, again. Yeah, this is too much. Too. <laughs> this is too much. So Justin and I actually left because we needed a break. Yeah. Um, And then luckily when we got back, it was quiet again and we did some of these interviews that you just listened to. Um, Speaking of energy, uh, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and throw out another uh, a name here, you know, just, just to kind of call them out. Uh, because we've visited visited twice, um, 
Did that was did we have their card? I don't think so. What was their name? Something. Oh, it's on that bag behind you, Justin. That white bag. The other white bag behind you. And Justin's looking for the bag, everybody. It's on the other side. What is that called? Creatures of Creatures of Whim. Yep. It was uh Creatures of Whim. And this was a uh metaphysical store. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh and speaking of energy, I have come to the realization that I can't really spend too much time in metaphysical stores for some reason. Because <laughs> yesterday, uh, or the other day, whenever this is playing, I we had gone in and everything was fine for the most part. I got kind of the, I could feel the energy in there uh, as I normally do. Uh, but I got to one corner of this of the store and I just started getting a splitting headache on the left side of my head. Uh, and, it, you know, I, I knew being sensitive that it was something in that corner. So we left uh, after purchasing whatever it is we bought. Uh, and my headache just got worse and worse and worse throughout the day. And I actually went to bed early last night and slept. And you hadn't had a headache prior to that. Right. Didn't have a headache prior to that. So it's from that. Um, but maybe just pure coincidence. No big deal. Then we go back uh, the same day as this recording. <laughs> And same thing, walk in, feel the energy as normal, get to this corner. I had to avoid this corner, like the plague, at least three times a day. Uh, but every time I went over there, the energy shifted from my chest straight to my head, that same left side. Uh, and it just started hurting. I was like, I can't, no, I can't stay over there. Yeah. And it continued to to progress, that headache, after we left even. And I was like, all right, we need, we need to go. I need to get coffee, something to like hope that caffeine will help. And even at this very moment, there's a little bit of a, a tinge of uh, of pain in my head. But, uh, you know, I took the precautions that I could to try to get away from it. Right. But, yeah, you know, I've come to the realization that those metaphysical stores, I don't know what it is. Justin and I have talked about it today. And I don't know if it's just uh, my whether it's my, my own personal sensitivity to it, if it's uh a a budding of heads between spirits uh you know whatever that is uh or or, or what but yeah not, not a fan <laughs> interestingly enough i went into that same corner i felt it on the right side of my head uh almost like a a stab to the brain sort of because <clears throat> we all know what that feels like best way i can describe it unfortunately. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so it, it did kind of solidify that there is something there. Now, I can't say 100% solidify because I don't know if I felt it because Eric had brought it up. Because originally I didn't feel, feel anything in that little corner there. Um, there, <coughs> there are a bunch of um, herbs and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. in that area area that could have been triggering some type of sensation for him um but it is interesting nonetheless um have you ever had that feeling in any other metaphysical store or has it always been the solar plexus uh no i've i've, I've had it, especially early on uh, when we first kind of started, you know, I've always had it up in my head. Like I, I always feel it in the solar plexus or like in my heart area is what I call it. Mm. Uh, but there are certain moments, I guess, where the energy is so strong that it kind of moves from my solar plexus or my heart all the way up into my head. And I start getting these headaches. 
Um, and that's when the energy is just really, really strong, you know. Uh, and usually that's negative energy, too, for, for, from what I've witnessed over the years, even during our investigations. Uh, if I could feel an energy in my chest, that's just an energy. It could be, you know, most likely something spiritual, but not necessarily something negative. Uh, but when it was into my head, it usually becomes more negative uh, in nature. Not to say that herbs can be negative, uh, but whatever was over there, and I didn't take the time to try to pinpoint it. I could have, maybe should have, but it was just, I didn't like the feeling. Well, and it, it's possibly negative to you because yeah. it's not a good, it's not a feeling you like. Right. Because um, we haven't had any instances of a slap or a scratch or anything like that when you get those feelings. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, you probably don't know this, but the solar plexus, uh, chakra is where <clears throat> a lot of people say, you know, the source of the spirit is, mm. is the solar plexus. Um, it's interesting that it's a certain spot in, is it always the left side of your head or is it, um, um you know what? I, I don't know. Like I, maybe think maybe so okay because the i mean the crown tracker is in the top of your head mm. but if it's that powerful of an energy you might be feeling it but usually crown chakra means uh communication from above okay so maybe god higher power whatever is telling you get out of there you don't need to be there um Usually when it's a spirit communication, uh, it, a lot of times, I'm, this isn't exact science, of course, but a lot of times it'll happen more in the, the third eye chakra, which mm -hmm. is the middle of your forehead. Um, <clears throat> so it is interesting that it starts in the solar plexus for you and then goes to the head. Right. What is going on there? Yeah, couldn't tell you, but uh, it does make a little bit of sense, though that with your faith and uh you know what you believe it would start in the solar plexus and then go to the head because it almost sounds like a higher power communication thing right <clears throat> all right so we, as of this recording it's day two of scarefest uh the last day is Sunday when this air this uh, episode drops. What is there anything that you would like to see come out of the rest of the weekend, other than us hanging out together? Um. Hmm. You know, I don't know, man, because I feel like we we we've done a lot this weekend. Yeah. Like. It, We've been thinking about it. Like we've done a whole lot and spent a whole lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I want this werewolf. <laughs> and I think, I'm like, no, Eric, you dumbass, don't. You don't need it. But I'm like, I do need it. And so I've got two personalities fighting and I don't know what to do. Um, <sighs> anyway. <laughs> so for our listeners, I want you guys to, to vote and see if Eric bought this thing or not yes in the next episode we will tell you if you yes did. absolutely <laughs> vote we'll put it up 
in the Pear Truth Facebook page yeah. uh, and, and let you guys decide. Uh, <laughs> that should be interesting. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like as of this very moment, I, I think we accomplished a lot mm-hmm. this week. You know, I mean, obviously just hanging out was probably the best part anyway. Right. Uh, but being able to hang out and do what we love to do, and that is be around. Oh, here's a quick little story that I thought was really fun. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, I'll be honest, I mean, we're paranormal guys. Sometimes I feel a little weird around paranormal people. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, you know, the weirdos and the geeks that we are. <laughs> I don't know why. I just sometimes do. Today, however, <laughs> there is a country concert in the same building as Scarefest. And I was around all these country weirdos, we'll call them, because... <laughs> You know, they're all wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats and flannels and, and their blue jeans. And I guarantee you, <laughs> at least three quarters of them are not farmers or cowboys. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, we're seeing that I'm, I'm just being a jerk and making fun of them here and there. It's just, it's just funny because it's one thing. I Don't get me wrong. And this I wear, is coming from somebody who wears cowboy boots. I wear cowboy boots. boots. So don't get me wrong. Like, I can say this because I actually wear cowboy boots. But, you know, it's just funny seeing everybody come together. Now, what was really funny was, like, walking up the stairs to Scarefest and having one whole side of the stairs be paranormal people or horror uh, fans fans, and the other side all country people. Two very different individuals dressed completely different. This line for the concert, by the way, started at the entrance and wrapped all the way around the building. Yeah. And we're not talking, like a like a couple of feet this is an entire city block downtown city block in lexington kentucky yeah uh so you know but it was funny because not only are we seeing these two completely different individuals who just probably if they couldn't find not individuals events well events but also individuals no i'm thinking like individuals in terms of all these people dressed in country gear all these people dressed in Horror gear. Well, you said or paranormal. two different individuals, two oh, different I, types of I, individuals. Types of individuals, yes. Two different types of individuals. Um, and honestly, I felt I felt a little off being around all these country folks, <laughs> you know, wearing their cowboy boots and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, let's just, we're going to go here, go there, go there. And we got in the convention and I felt so calm around all the horror and geeks and yeah. paranormal people. And I was like, oh my God, my peoples, my peoples are here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Missed you guys the last hour I was gone. And that's when the energy kind of changed for us. It is. We got it back. is. It is. You know what? That was just the universe's way of saying don't forget who you are. <laughs> but in retrospect, I should have worn my cowboy boots because I could have fit in on the other side. I could just sit right in the middle of the stairs. Good. Okay, guys. Um, interestingly enough, there were <clears throat> several other events other out, outside of Scarefest yeah. that were going on at this event center. Um, the event center has completely changed in the six years since the last time we've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, they <clears throat> are not really connected to the... Um, is it the Hyatt Hotel? Yeah. Um, so when Eric and I got here, it was a completely different feel as far as that was concerned too, because we were used to 
the Hyatt being connected to this event center. There's like a little shopping mall thing in between the two. Um, so we were expecting, you know, business as usual when we go to Scarefest. And we get here, we're like, we don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. Um, not liking this very much. It's true. It's very true. Um, but uh, Eric and I are not keen on change either very much. But That is also true. Um, so, yeah, it's been an interesting weekend. Um, but if you guys ever get a chance, come out to Scarefest. It's actually a re- really cool event if you can make it out here. Uh Possibly thinking about having a booth out here next year. Uh, just Not possibly it, thinking. We are thinking of having a booth out uh, here. We are possibly going to have a booth here next year. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> if, if we do, uh, again, we are going to encourage everybody to come out just because... It is a fun time. Um, it is not everybody's cup of tea. I will admit that much, at least. But it is fun. Um, anything else you can think of before we head out for the um, evening? No, we are a week away from Halloween. We are. It's crazy to think this month has flown by because I feel like it just started. Right. But these 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 the seasons, man, they're just going so quick. And our last there. episode of the month lands on halloween which is awesome which is really awesome uh so you guys look forward to that uh but other than other than that no i I think that's that's about it you know it's been it's been a great weekend and it's nice to be able to do a show together again right uh, in the same room uh and this time from lexington all right folks until next week where you will find us same time same channel same network my name is justin and i'm eric peace Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.